You're listening to Weight Loss for Life Coaches, Episode 14, with Master Certified Life and Weight Loss Coach, Paige Bowman. Welcome to Weight Loss for Life Coaches, the weekly podcast for coaches who are growing their coaching business and on their weight loss journey. Each week, we'll be tackling why weight loss feels hard and how to make hitting your weight loss goal the simplest thing you do all day. Welcome to today's episode. We are talking all about imposter syndrome today and specifically how this shows up for us as life coaches who want to lose weight. Of course, I looked up the definition of imposter syndrome on the Merriam-Webster website and it surprised me because I've heard about imposter syndrome talked about for years, but I never did an in-depth study on it myself and really only understood it once I experienced it, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But here is the definition from Merriam-Webster. Imposter syndrome is a psychological condition. Goodness, that's hard to say. That is characterized by persistent doubt concerning one's abilities or accomplishments, accompanied by the fear of being exposed as a fraud, despite evidence of one's ongoing success. I looked at other definitions, but this one feels really true to what it feels like to go through imposter syndrome, where you have this persistent doubt about your abilities and your accomplishments, and it's paired with the fear of being exposed as a fraud, even though you have the success. We're going to talk about imposter syndrome in the context of being a life coach, who, of course, helps other people on their journey and with their goals and growth and who themselves has the weight loss goal and is either not working on it or is on the journey, but not at the goal yet. So you help other people and you have a weight loss goal yourself and you're either not actively working on it or you're on the journey, but not done with the goal, right? You're not at your weight loss goal yet. You've probably heard this term before, imposter syndrome, but like I said earlier, I personally didn't really understand it until I had my first big experience with it, and it happened more recently. I hit a really big milestone in my business. I hit a record income month in my business in 2021, I think it was, so last year, and I felt like I was wrong in that I shouldn't have made that amount of money. I shouldn't make a lot of money in such a short amount of time. I felt shameful. I wouldn't have said I felt like an imposter, but I felt wrong. Even though there was a success and outwardly, you could say that that was really awesome what I did and what I created. But for me, it felt like there was something wrong about me having done that. And then someone told me about imposter syndrome or really someone said, hey, This is imposter syndrome, right? I knew what it was. I've heard people talk about it before, but it wasn't until I experienced it and then someone told me that's what it is when it really clicked for me. So for you, you may have heard this term before, but it's one of those that until you experience it yourself, you may not realize that that's what imposter syndrome is. So listen to this episode, see if this feels like something that you're experiencing. And of course, we're gonna talk about why it happens and what to do about it, but also say this episode 
or later on down the road if this happens to you and then come back and listen to it and see if it makes more sense now. And now for me, I see it sneakily pop up in different areas of my life. I recently finished one of my master coach projects, which was organizing all of our paper and our house. And even me saying that out loud on a podcast is really big because I felt so ashamed that this was something I struggled with, that I'm a quote unquote successful adult, so I shouldn't have this paper organization or disorganization problem. In a way, this is a little bit different in I'm not acknowledging or I'm not not acknowledging my success. In fact, I'm saying that I shouldn't have problems because of my success. So I'm not attributing my success to something else. I'm saying I shouldn't have this problem because I have success elsewhere. I don't know if there's a specific term for this little nuance of a difference. So if there is, y'all message me on Instagram at lifecoachpagebe and tell me. But for the sake of this episode, I'm still going to attribute it to imposter syndrome because this shows up with life coaches who have a weight loss goal, where they're not necessarily always saying that they shouldn't have the success they have, but they think that they shouldn't have this problem, quote unquote problem, of not being at their goal weight because they're successful as a life coach. So it's a little bit different. Maybe it's the same term, but we're going to go with it for this episode. Before we go any further, I want to take a second to say nothing has gone wrong if you experience this. I'll talk later about ceilings and self-limiting beliefs, but I'll go ahead and say I believe imposter syndrome is evidence that you're growing, you're growing past your comfort zone, and it's a sign of that. You could in fact say that experiencing imposter syndrome is something to celebrate because it means you're growing. You might feel more willing to celebrate this at the end of the episode by the time we talk through everything, but I wanted to pop that in at the beginning and let you think about it as we continue on. First, let's talk about why we experience imposter syndrome when we aren't at our goal weight. And I think the first thing is we think it's a problem that we haven't hit this goal and yet we coach others on hitting their goals. And a piece of that I think is often, especially if you're anything like me and my clients, this area of our lives feels emotionally charged. So even though we haven't done other things or hit other goals in our lives, this feels different. Another important piece of experiencing imposter syndrome with coaching and having a weight loss goal is it's visible. And that's something that I've worked through myself and my clients talk about. And it's one of those things that I don't think is talked about enough. And that's why I love things like the love paradox that I've come up with and taking away the societal terms and judgments around weight in our bodies because we think that other people have opinions about us and we might have opinions about other people and their body size and where they're at on their journey and in their life. And so the idea that other people can see our bodies or we try to avoid letting people see our bodies and where we're at on our journey We make it a problem, and that's part of why it feels so emotionally charged. For example, if you have a goal to buy a house in the next couple of years and you haven't bought one, 
you may not make it a big deal that you're a life coach who hasn't bought a house yet. And I'm being a little facetious here because I think we could add a little um, humor to this idea because sometimes when we're in it and we're thinking about how we have 25 pounds we want to lose and we think everyone's judging us for having an extra 25 pounds on our bodies that they question us and our ability to coach when we also maybe haven't bought a house yet or haven't organized our papers yet or any of these other goals that we're working towards. And so I would even take a look at in your own life where you might be making one area more emotionally charged for yourself. And if it's not weight, see what else it might be. Where when you really think about it, you're a person who has goals that you've accomplished and you have goals that you haven't accomplished. You have journeys you're on and you have journeys you're not on or you're done with and you're a life coach. And so, yes, it's it can feel really important and it can feel really charged because it's visible and you think other people are looking at you and having thoughts about you and you might be having thoughts about what other people are thinking. But it's important to take a pause and take a look at how we're making our weight loss journey mean so much about our ability to coach and our coaching journey and our business. We'll talk a little bit about why it's important to recognize imposter syndrome, but I want to open up this conversation so that we can take a look at why we're experiencing imposter syndrome, why we're making our weight loss journey mean anything about our ability to coach. And I think it's important to allow yourself to ponder on this and think about it. I mean, I'm not doing powerful questions yet, but allow yourself to to think about why I'm choosing to make my weight loss journey mean anything about myself as a coach and really ask yourself where that comes from. Is it coming from something that society has told you? Is it coming from something that someone said? Is it coming from some old beliefs that you haven't let go yet? This would be a really good opportunity to do a brain dump on your weight loss journey and your thoughts about yourself as a coach. Another reason I think we experience imposter syndrome when we're not at our goal weight is we are comparing making money to losing weight in a way that doesn't make us feel good. So we're really comparing and despairing with ourselves. We're looking at our ability to make money, our ability to sign clients to our ability to lose weight. Or you might be thinking, you mean inability page? (laughs) No, I don't. It's this idea that you are making your coaching journey mean anything about your weight loss journey and vice versa. You're making your weight loss journey and maybe not being at your weight loss goal means something about your life coaching business and your ability to create clients and create money. And so this comparing and despairing with yourself is a big proponent to experiencing imposter syndrome. And then the last reason why I think we experience imposter syndrome as life coaches who aren't at our goal weight yet is we think that what we have or haven't done, i.e. the goals we have or haven't accomplished yet, is tied to our ability to help people. 
I think for me, this is the most important of all of the reasons why we experience imposter syndrome to take a look at. Because I believe that if you have the desire to help people, no matter what goals you have or haven't accomplished yet, don't really factor into that. And we could really get into the nuances here, but if you haven't lost weight yet or you haven't hit your weight loss goal, does it really truly mean you can't help other people hit their goals? I don't think so. And I think if we really take a second and look at our ability to help people and then really ask ourselves, does me hitting goals or not hitting goals really mean I can't help people? When you really take a look at, is it enough that I have the desire to, I have some basic life coaching tools and I have the ability to have compassion and listen to my client? Let the rest just be part of your life journey. And I know I'm kind of going into what to do about imposter syndrome, but I want to bring this up to say that when we are tying our ability to create results in our life, our ability to hit goals or those goals we haven't hit yet to our ability to help people, I think we really get in our way and our future clients way. And that dives right into the next thing I want us to talk about today, which is why it's so important to recognize imposter syndrome as we experience it for ourselves and our clients. And the first thing that I wrote was, so we can stop it. And I'm kind of joking here, but not really, because the last reason I was just saying that we experience imposter syndrome is we are tying our ability to hit goals to our ability to help people. And if we keep doing that, we will stop marketing as much. We will stop telling people we can help them because we're looking at our life and making it mean we can't help people. And that's you getting in the way of your ability to help people. So it's so important to recognize that you're experiencing imposter syndrome when you are so that we can do something about it, which I'll get to in a little bit. But that means then you can let go of this idea that you can't help people. And then that means that you will go tell people you can help them even more. I am a proponent of getting out there and helping people if you have the desire to, which is why I love working with coaches and having this podcast available to you so that you can recognize when you're experiencing imposter syndrome and then stop. It's also important to recognize when you're experiencing imposter syndrome because you might be holding back in your coaching as well, not just your marketing. But if you're thinking that I should be able to figure this out, but I'm not, and then you're in a coaching session with someone, I'd wonder if you're holding back in powerfully coaching that person. And this is where we step into compassion and curiosity with ourselves and we just Take a look. Do I hold back with my clients because I'm thinking that I can't help them or really help them because I haven't hit my weight loss goal yet? And then you say, good to know. Let's go shift that belief if that comes up for you. That was a big piece of my work when I decided to lose weight as I was building my coaching business. And it's why I love helping coaches do the same thing now because I wasn't at my weight loss goal. 
I wasn't 100% certain I'd get there. Of course, I worked through and really built up my ability to be in its sun energy, but I was helping people hit their goals knowing I was still on my journey. And I really had to work through this because what I found was I really wasn't pushing my clients or asking as powerful questions or questioning their own beliefs because I was kind of in my own drama. And once I worked through my thoughts about myself and my journey and being a coach who's on her journey, and I let go of that being a problem, I could show up so much more powerfully for my clients and for their journey. I was really stepping into the power of a coach on a call with another person, leaving my stuff behind. And it's easier to do that when you recognize that the only reason you're holding back is because of some faulty beliefs about your ability to help people being tied to your ability to create results and hit goals in your life. And then the last reason why it's so important to recognize that you're in imposter syndrome is because it keeps you frozen or not making much progress on your weight loss journey. It doesn't serve you as a coach. It doesn't serve your clients, but it really doesn't serve you and your desire to be at a certain weight and to stop emotionally eating. I've heard it many times from people on consults and from my clients that they think they should be able to figure this out. And then I ask them how that feels and what that has them do when they believe they should be able to figure this out. And oftentimes it has them not getting to action and not loving where they're at right now. And if you've listened to the Love Paradox episode, we're really getting into that territory because when you're thinking I should be able to figure this out, you're not loving where you are now and it's not a loving journey even if you do get into action. So it's so important for you and your relationship with yourself on your weight loss journey to recognize when you're in imposter syndrome and comparing and despairing with yourself. Okay, let's get into the goods. Let's talk about how to overcome imposter syndrome. We've talked about what it is, why it happens for us as coaches who have a weight loss goal, why it's so important to recognize when you're experiencing imposter syndrome, and now how to overcome it. But first things first, notice how I didn't say, make sure it never happens again. It may keep happening to you. At each new level, you might experience imposter syndrome again and again. I learned a lot about ceilings and self-limiting beliefs while reading The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, I think it is. And as I look back in my life and look around me at others as well, I think about how this will probably just keep happening. I'll probably keep hitting a ceiling as I grow. I'll probably find myself experiencing imposter syndrome as I continue to evolve and go on different journeys in my life. Because of course, I will continue to grow as a life coach and just myself personally. So maybe the goal here then is to learn how to spot it in yourself first, which means paying attention to your own brain and learning how to overcome it and to have extra compassion for yourself when it does happen. It means you're growing when you're experiencing imposter syndrome. Remember how I said earlier that you could celebrate it? It means that you've hit 
another ceiling and it's time to grow past it. It means that you are shedding some old beliefs or that it's time to start shedding some old beliefs. It means that you left your comfort zone and created success or went on an uncomfortable journey like losing weight and stopping emotionally eating. So I say celebrate. (laughs) Let that be part of overcoming imposter syndrome is to recognize it for what it is. It means I'm growing. Of course it happens. Nothing's gone wrong. And a really good exercise to do is to make sure that you do pay attention to your brain over time. I like to do free writes every day or most days of the week where I just type or I write for 10 minutes and I just check in with what's going on in my brain. You also might have heard that called a brain dump or a thought download. And I also like to get coached and I also like to self-coach on my goals. So keeping a regular routine of checking out your brain and seeing what's going on, especially when it comes to the goal itself, is really good in noticing when imposter syndrome starts to pop up. And I know I'm telling life coaches to (laughs) keep aware of their brain and to do a daily self-coaching practice. And you are either rolling your eyes at me like Paige, I know this is what we do, or (laughs) you might be thinking, wait, (laughs) I'm supposed to pay attention to my brain. (laughs) So wherever you're at in your own personal self-coaching journey, either way is fine. I just want to offer that whatever that looks like for you, even if it's not daily writing or if it's not daily self-coaching, just know that a big part of recognizing imposter syndrome is just being aware of what's in your brain. The next piece to overcoming imposter syndrome after you have reminded yourself that nothing has gone wrong and given yourself a extra dose of compassion is to decide that what you know or don't know right now, what you have done or haven't done right now is exactly enough, is perfect, is exactly the way it should be. This one just gets to be a decision. Honestly, if you think about it, I could just decide right now that every journey I've gone on, every goal I accomplished, Every goal I gave up on, decided to no longer pursue. Every goal I still haven't accomplished yet. Every journey I've paused or every journey I've been on. Every result I have or haven't created. All the things I know and all the things I don't know yet. It's all perfect. It's exactly the way it should be. I am enough with everything I have in my brain and everything I've done in my life. Period. I want to offer it to you that simply because I've done that in my life where I've just decided that, for example, I don't kick myself while I'm down. That was a big one I learned during master coach training that my master coach instructors helped me realize I was doing one, right? Recognizing is so important and what to do differently. And I let it just be a decision. I no longer kick myself while I'm down. In fact, I'm the one that picks myself up. And so in the same way, you can decide that I am enough right now, period. And then go live out today and the rest of the week and the rest of the month from that belief and start seeing how it shifts your opinions and your thoughts about your journey, your weight loss journey, 
where you're at right now and your coaching and see what starts to change just by making that decision if you're willing. The next thing to do is to start separating out what you have or haven't done from your ability to help people. I started to talk about this earlier and really all this looks like is here's why I am an amazing coach right now, right? If you've already decided that you're enough right now, then start separating out all the reasons I'm an amazing coach and I can help my people and I'm the perfect coach for them and how that has nothing to do with my weight loss journey, period. That could just be its own exercise, if you will. And then the next one is to start separating out your successes from anything else in your life. So for example, my success as a life coach is separate from my weight loss journey and my weight loss journey and my success there is separate from my life coaching journey and my journey of building my business. This example is really having us no longer comparing and despairing with ourselves. We're separating out each of our accomplishments as letting that be its own thing, its own journey. And I think it's useful here. You can decide to take this one or leave it, but I think it's useful to let your weight loss accomplishments just be that. Let your life coaching accomplishments and success just be that. You could even separate out your success as a coach from your success as a business owner and building a business. But what we're doing is we're keeping them separate to one, avoid comparing and despairing with ourselves. But this next piece to practice claiming our success. And that's this big one of overcoming imposter syndrome is to claim your success. So that's the next piece. And when you start separating out your different journeys from themselves, you're also giving yourself so many more opportunities to claim and acknowledge your successes. Because remember, if you go back to the definition of imposter syndrome, it's doubting your abilities or your accomplishments. So why don't we then just start practicing claiming and owning and taking responsibility for our successes? This one is huge. And as an exercise, what you could do is write out the success. Maybe it's how many clients you've signed or how many people you've gotten results or how many of your clients have gotten results. Maybe it's how much money you've made. Maybe it's how many pounds you've lost. Maybe it's how many times you started your weight loss journey up again. I know that when I look back at my entire weight loss journey, I claim it as a success every time I got back up and didn't stay on the ground after a fail. And this ties into our last piece of overcoming imposter syndrome is claiming where you are on your weight loss journey. This is where I'm at. This is where I was. This is where I want to be. And instead of comparing and despairing with ourselves, we're just getting clear. And then bonus, you could claim that where you are right now is a success. So like I said, for my journey, I would lose weight and then I'd gain it back but then I'd keep going and I'd find a new way or I'd try it again and I'd lose weight and I'd gain it back and I just kept going until I finally figured out the way that worked best for me. And so every time I got back up and I tried again, I was so glad 
that I found motivation and commitment to keep going. But now I'm going to add on top of that, that even those times when I was down and I gave up, I can see how that was part of my success because I am a success and every part of my journey was necessary to be here. So what if no matter where you're at on your weight loss journey, whether you've paused or whether you're you've just gained a couple pounds back or whether you're 20 pounds down, you could decide that you're a success. And again, I'm kind of stepping onto the love paradox territory here. But if the definition of imposter syndrome is to persistently doubt and feel like a fraud, it's time to change that narrative on purpose. So to recap, overcoming imposter syndrome, we've got noticing it and making sure to remind ourselves that nothing has gone wrong and maybe even making it a part of our daily or weekly habit to see what's going on in our brain when it comes to our journey and our thoughts about ourselves as a coach and just giving ourselves the opportunity to see what's going on there to see that or to see if we recognize that we're in some imposter syndrome or we're still just growing on our journey. And then decide that what you know or don't know, have done or haven't done is exactly enough right now. And then start separating out what you have or haven't done from your ability to help people. Next is to start separating out your successes from anything else. Let them be on their own and then claim those successes and celebrate them. And then lastly, claim where you are, get clear with where you are on your weight loss journey and consider celebrating that and claim it as a success no matter where you are on your weight loss journey right now. Okay, it's time for some powerful questions. I can't leave you all without some powerful questions. So I'm just going to offer a few that I wrote down to you to think about. And of course, I want you to come back and listen to this episode. But here's what I want you to start pondering on after talking about what is imposter syndrome, why we experience it, and what to do about it. How can I start claiming my success in my life today? What would be different if I stopped comparing and despairing with myself? What if it's possible that I can claim where I'm at on my weight loss journey as success? What would that look like? What would that have me do moving forward today? All right, y'all, that's it for this episode. If you loved this episode and in general, the podcast, leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform and give us five stars. And of course, share this with your fellow life coaches who might themselves be experiencing imposter syndrome. And for sure, save this one. Save it because you might experience imposter syndrome again as you continue growing and on your journey of losing weight and life coaching. You'll want a solid reminder that it's okay and what to do about it. So save this episode. That's it for this week. I'll see y'all later. 